Hello, and welcome to the Marketing Experiments Web Clinic Audio Replay Podcast. Marketing Experiments is an internet marketing research laboratory. The web clinic you are about to hear was broadcast live to an international audience of marketing professionals. Sign up to be invited to future web clinics, as well as gain access to all of our online marketing research at marketingexperiments.com. Good afternoon. Welcome to another Marketing Experiments web clinic. Uh, I do have some bad news to give you right at the outset. The bad news is this. You're hearing my voice instead of Dr. Flint McLaughlin's voice. Uh, unfortunately, Dr. McLaughlin was caught in a snowstorm in New York. He won't be able to make it today. Uh, he was really hoping to get to present to you some of the, some of the case studies we're going to show you today, but he, he, he didn't want to stop the show. He wanted to keep it going. He, he asked John and I to come in and, and walk you through some of the, the most recent experiments we've had in our lab. So uh, hopefully you'll find the content still very valuable, very helpful, um, and hopefully you'll engage with us during this webinar. Uh, we're going to be talking about optional form fields today, an interesting topic, a kind of a niche topic. We're going to be asking the question, a question that we get often from our students and from our attendees and from marketers all over the world. We get this question, which wouldn't expect, but, but, it, but it comes. We'll be teaching and someone will say, well, what about this? What about that? And they want to know, do optional form fields matter? Do they impact conversion? Do they help conversion? Can you uh, make a field on a form? optional and will that help conversion can you make it optional instead of totally getting rid of it without hurting conversion another question we get is do those little red asterisks next to the name field or the you know whatever field it is do those hurt conversion does cause anxiety and so we're going to be looking at some of those questions today hopefully we're going to answer some of those questions today but more than just answering a small question we're going to be actually looking at form fields we're going to be talking about how you can go and make some small changes. You can go and tweak a form field, go and, 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 and optimize it, and hopefully increase the lead flow, increase the shopping cart performance, whatever it is you're working on. So that's what we're talking about today. Uh, I want to just tip the hat real quick to Eloqua. I want to thank them for supporting this, this, this web clinic. Uh, honestly, all this content that you're going to see today is absolutely free. Uh, we're not charging you at all for this content. Um, and, and, and honestly, um, our primary goal here is not to sell anything. We're not selling anything on this web clinic. Uh, all we're doing is trying to release to you our most recent findings from the MetLabs laboratory. So thank you, Elka. Thanks for supporting this webinar. Uh, it wouldn't be possible without you. If you're interested in some of the solutions they offer, check them out. I encourage you to do that. They're a great group. If you want to interact with us today, you can use the hashtag WebClinic. This is where we're going to be living on Twitter. We've got people monitoring it. I've got people feeding me comments coming in from you guys from Twitter. You can also use the GoToWebinar feature provided by GoToWebinar, the question and answer feature provided by GoToWebinar. Um, I have a screen right now. I can see all the questions come in. And, and honestly, I just got back from Las Vegas where we were teaching the email summit. There were 800, 900 marketers there. And one of the things I love about teaching at an event that large is just the interaction that you're getting. You get to, get to walk out in the crowd, get to work on specific campaigns. And uh, one of the things you lose here in the studio, I'm surrounded by just an absolutely crazy green wall behind me. Uh, I know if you're watching the post recording of this, you can see a studio, but right now live, it's the green wall. I've got people, I've got a tech, you know, audio guys over here. I've got the video guy over here. I've got John standing by. I've got a stage manager over here. Uh, they're all direct me, but I don't have you. I wish I could have you. I wish I could see you. It really kills me not to see your face. So what I need, 
Okay, cool. Uh, thank you, Tracy. It's very kind of you. She said she loved the clinic in Vegas. It was great stuff. Uh, thank you very much. And, but that's what I need. I, w- I want you to interact with us on the questionnaire. You guys are getting it. You guys are quick learners. Thank you so much. We'll be asking you questions. Send your questions to us. We want to make this as helpful and as valuable as possible. Like Luke said in the introduction, my name is Austin McCraw. I'm a senior editorial analyst. <laughs> Jan says she wished she were here in the studio with us. That's pretty cool. That would be awesome if we could do that. Maybe one day. Uh, I'm a senior editorial analyst. My job here at Mech Labs is pretty cool. I get to watch all the case studies coming in through the lab, and I get to handpick and select the ones that we take and we share with the audience. It's, it's kind of like a bit of a Robin Hood role. I get to just give away as much free stuff as possible to you guys. So uh, today we're going to be looking at a lot of case studies uh, regarding form fields. It's going to be interesting. John Powell is much more interesting than I am. He actually gets to work with clients in the trenches. He's running the test. He's, a lot of the tests we're going to look at today were his tests, where he got triple-digit gains. He's done that all over the world for a lot of companies. If we're lucky, I'm going to try to convince him to come and look at some of your form fields today. If we have time, we'll get to them. And uh, hopefully you'll get some actionable, not just theory, not just us teaching or answering questions, but actually looking at your campaigns, looking at your form fields and asking how can we improve them. So that's it. That's the kind of housekeeping information. Let's dig right into an example. I want to show you a page. All right, and if you can see the page on your screen, I just want to ask you, just from common knowledge as a marketer, if you were to improve this page, if I ask you how do you improve this page, how would you improve it? What would you do? You see the original page here with 20 fields. What would you do to improve this? <laughs> Shorten it. Excellent. That's exactly right. I see a lot of responses coming. Two steps. Decrease the number of fields. Cut the fields. Reduce the four. That's really funny you say that, Andrew, because that's exactly what we did. We went from 20 fields to four fields, and we got a 189% increase in conversion. Let me show you another example. Here's an example where we went from six fields to three fields. We got a 262% increase in conversion. You, if you've been on these clinics and you, or you've taken any of our courses on friction, one of the easiest things to do to improve the conversion of a form field is to reduce it. Here's one we went from 13 to two fields. We got an 816% increase in leads. It's huge. But here's the question. And here's the thing. So we all know that reducing form fields can improve conversion. But the question is this. What if instead of getting rid of the form field, what if you take it and you make it optional? Will that improve conversion? Will that, will that, will that do any difference whatsoever? That's what we're going to be addressing today. And we have a case study that deals with just that question, and here it is. We are working with a luxury home builder seeking to attract high-end home buyers. It's an interesting group. The goal was to increase the number of leads. Test protocol number 1416. And we were doing an A-B single factorial test. This is a standard protocol for our research labs. Here's the original page. In the control, all the form fields were required in order to download a PDF. It's just four. It's not complicated. This is a simple page. And we wanted to ask the question, what if we took one of those form fields and we made it optional? How would that improve conversion? Well, here's the treatment. That's all we did. All we did was we took this page, the control, we took one form field, you see it right there, the phone number, and we made it optional. I don't know if you can see it on your screen, but there's a little, there's a little comment right next to the, pho- the phone number field, and it says optional. How do you think this impacted conversion? What do you think? Well, I was totally shocked to see 
that, that a small change like that had a huge increase like this. 275% increase in conversion, in lead rate, in total leads. By simply just changing one of the form fields from required to optional. You see, and it's just not, what we're going to talk about today, it's not just a matter of saying optional or required. The reason why this test, as you'll see in a minute, the reason why this test was so successful was because it was addressing a particular concern, addressing an anxiety. It wasn't just that we reduced, we made it a form field optional, it was that we made the right form field optional. And that leads me to an interesting point. And this is a point that we make with our students. Oh, I just taught this in Las Vegas. Here, here's the point. Cost doesn't just exist where monetary transaction exists. You think about it. You think about your form fields. You think about when you, if, you're, if you're a lead generation company, you're trying to generate leads, and you're giving away all this free stuff to try to get people to give you their information, you might be deceived. You might think, well, it's free. Why wouldn't they fill it out? Well, the bottom line is it's not free. There's hardly anything on the Internet that's free. Anytime you ask someone to spend time with you, anytime you ask someone to do anything, click a button, put in their name, hesitate, spend a second, read a headline, anything like that, you're asking, you're, you're, you have an implied cost. You're asking for something. They're giving you something. Think about this webinar. I was, I was talking about how this webinar is free. You know, how, we, how, how Eloqua sponsors the webinar and it makes it free to everyone else. But in all honesty, is this webinar really free? And I'm not down on the webinar, but you think about it. What, first off, just lay aside the time you're spending now. I mean, that's one cost. You're having to spend 35 minutes with us today. Uh, you're, you're sacrificing your schedule. You're making time. That's a cost. But throw that aside. You had to fill out your name and your email to register for this web clinic. There's a cost there. How many of you hesitated and possibly were thinking about the process? Should I give my email? Should I give my name? See, you experience that. I experience that. We all experience that. And what we forget sometimes is our customer experiences that. What we have to learn to do is see through our form fields, through, see through our entire web pages, through the eyes of our customer. Put ourselves in their shoes. Become them. That's the only way we're going to be able to increase conversion. That's the only way we're going to be able to help them is if we become them. We can help them through the process if we learn to experience the form fields like they experience it. And so the point you need to know here is that there is cost involved in form fields. Even if you're just asking for a name, there's cost. If you think about it this way, this is something that we show often. When a visitor is looking at your form fields, essentially, uh, and, and there's heuristics underneath this that are much more complicated, but it's this simple. Literally, they hit a form field. They're invited to download a PDF. They're invited to jump onto a webinar. It's free, no cost. There's no monetary transaction, but they're, in their mind, they're weighing, okay? There's a risk involved in giving up my name. Is that risk worth the value I'm going to get from it? If I just put a web page on the internet that was just a field and it said, enter your name, no one would fill it out. What, re what is required there is that there's some reason, some justification, some value for me giving you my name. We've got to think that way. And so what you're doing is you're balancing. You're trying to make sure, if you're asking for a social security number, you, might, you better have something incredibly value on the other side to tip, tip that balance. The cost there is so high. If you're asking for a name, it's not as high. 
what you have to learn is to be able to figure out what is it that you have to provide to tip the balance. Second point, not all form fields are created equal. Not all form fields are the same. Asking for the name is not the same thing as asking for a social security number, right? We can see that. Let me show you this. Hey, I'll, jump, I'll skip this and I'll go right here. Look at, look at this scale. All right? You can see that actually, and this is just kind of a, an example here where we're showing different form fields imply different levels of cost. Look at the name. It's a low-cost form field. It's not, it doesn't take that, what we've, you know, what we've discovered is it doesn't take much commitment. It's not much cost to put in a name. An email is a little different. It's a little higher. A phone number on a lot of our tests is really high anxiety. People don't want to be called. And you can see the different examples here. I'm going to go back to the slide and say this. There are two factors. When you're thinking about optimizing a form field, there are two factors, okay? The one we talked about earlier, just the amount of form fields. If you want to go back and improve the performance of your form field right now, go back and ask yourself what's actually necessary and eliminate what's not. That's one way to improve it. That's dealing with the amount. But probably a little bit more hard, a little harder to see is the nature of the form field itself. Learning to begin to look at form fields not as equal. When we go from 20 form fields to four form fields, that's not, that, they're not all equal. One form field could equal 20 form fields if it's the right form field. And that's what we saw in the first case study. So look, in the original case study, what if we had made the first name optional? Would that have reduced the cost enough to tip the balance? No, it wouldn't have. Obviously, you want to test it. But instead, by putting the optional by the one form field that is actually the highest concerning one, the one that produces the most anxiety, we're able to tip the fulcrum. Just remember, this is very important, and you've heard it said from these, these webinar, webinars often, we're not optimizing form fields, we're optimizing thought sequences. We have to learn to see through the form fields. So, optional or not, the goal, the goal here, here, here's the thing. Don't get stuck on asking the question, should my form fields be optional or should they be required? Some fields are going to have to be required based on your business objectives. Some fields you can delete and some fields you can have as optional. The thing you want to figure out, the thing you want to be able to, to see is what form fields are producing the greatest amount of concern, which form fields are producing the greatest amount of friction. And if you can, where you can, make those optional. It's not about making form fields optional. It's about making specific form fields optional or required. So let me just give you a quick checklist. Okay, We're gonna, we have, we have, uh, I know there are some questions coming through. I'm going to deal with these questions, okay? Because a lot of you are asking, well, what about business objectives? What about, what about the quality of the lead? Did we get those fund numbers when we made it optional? Those are some questions we're going to address. What I, do, what I want to do with this slide is just for those of you who are either new to, to this call or, or, or new, I just want to give you a quick checklist. Go through your form fields and ask these questions. If you want to get a bump in conversion, these are some quick tips you can do right away. First question, have you eliminated or made optional as many unnecessary fields as possible? This is so common knowledge. Like, it's, it's so obvious. But I can't tell you how many fields we've seen, how many form processes and shopping carts will we see fields that aren't needed, absolutely not needed. You don't need the, the full address when you can get the zip code. Things like that. 
There, there are some things when you buy a shopping cart or when you, when you set up a, a, you know, your website using a CMS, oftentimes the form fields come just naturally. They're, they're, they're embedded. They're, they, they, they come as an out-of-the-box solution. Go through those and ask yourself, do I need this form field? The sales need this form field. Really? Do they need it? Here's a second question. Are your forms organized to reduce friction? I wish I could show you the case study, uh, but it's, I don't, don't have time. But the point is this. Sometimes, sometimes you don't even have to reduce the number of form fields. Sometimes you can just rearrange them and put form fields in, in, in clear kind of thought clusters, putting fields beside each other that make sense. You can actually shorten the feel of a form field. Are they sequenced to the visitor's thought sequence? Are they properly sequenced? Uh, I saw a case study just recently, and hopefully we'll probably show it to you on the web clinic coming up. Uh, we were working with a really big, uh, really big organization, one of the top 15 in the U.S., and 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 their checkout process actually it required a credit check. Um, and and in all honesty, uh, it, it, the way the form was is it went credit check. They had a, they had to fill out information, their social security number to get a credit check, and then they had to fill out their billing information. What we did in the test, all we did was switch those two. We had them fill out the billing information first, and then we had them fill out their credit check information. And just by changing that, do you remember the lift on that, John? It was a very small lift. It was like a 1% increase. But because of the volume, it was, it was huge in terms of the revenue, in terms of the P&L. But, but all we did there, small change. It was a valid test. Small change. Just rearrange the form fields to better match the sequence of thought. Improve conversion. So, so look at that as well. Is your value proposition being expressed throughout the entire conversion process? Don't stop communicating your value proposition. Have you provided a clear justification for all the high anxiety producing form fields? If you have to ask for something like social security number, are you telling the customer why? Why you're asking for it? Justifying it, explaining it, easing their concern. You can also have third party security seals or a privacy policy to address some of the concern. And finally, and this is big, oftentimes when we're dealing with required fields or optional fields, really the point of friction happens when someone enters it incorrectly or someone forgets to fill out a form field. That's where friction's experienced. That's where, that's where people drop off. I've been through so many checkout processes where I accidentally missed one form field because it wasn't marked required. And the error... The way it came back is I had to go back and fill out every single form field after messing up. Talk about a lot of friction. We're running tests where we're actually testing having all the error messages at the top of the page versus having them in line with the form fields. What you want to do is you want to make sure that process of error, you want to lead them when they hit an error. That's, that's, so to look at your error messages, make sure you're not just have, you don't just have an out-of-the-box error message come in. If you can, bring the commentary. Show them where they, where they messed up. Uh, help them out as much as possible. That's the point there. So, this leads me to a very critical question, probably in the mind of a lot of you guys out there. What about business objectives? What about sales? If I make all these form fields optional, if I get rid of them, sales is going to kill me. Because all I have is a name. <laughs> all I have is an email. They don't have any information. So, so how can you do this? How can you go about improving conversion and getting more people to fill out your form without reducing quality? Well, listen, it's tricky. It's not easy. But there is a way to balance it. 
Okay? There is a way to set, we've, we've kind of pioneered a process. We've done it over uh, many different campaigns with many different organizations, and I'm going to show that to you right now. You can actually leverage cost. Not, I mean, yeah, there's cost in the process, okay? And you want to try to eliminate as much cost as possible. But I'm telling you something completely different now. You can actually leverage cost. You can use cost to help you figure out where exactly that proper balance is between what you're asking on the form fields, what you're requiring, and what you're making optional. And we use this two-dial method where we're actually able to control the quantity and the quality of a form field. Let me explain this a little bit. Let me show you what I mean. So here, this is what you do. Okay? And you can use two pages or you can use required fields versus optional fields. Okay? I'm going to show it to you in two-page format. All right? First, split your process into two pages. Okay? The first page is your quantity page. The first page is where you can capture as many people as possible. Your second page is your quality page. Now, you're only doing this to balance. You're only doing this to figure out where is that sweet spot. We've done tests where we figured out where that sweet spot is, and we were actually able to add form fields. And I'm going to show you a test a little bit later where we added form fields and actually improved conversion by just figuring out that sweet spot. So the first page is quantity. On this page, you ask for something, you ask for the least as possible, the least amount of information. If it's just the name and the email, that's just what you ask for. On the following page, you're asking for the more qualifying questions. You know, what's, what's your business? What's your size of your business? What's your role in the organization? How, you know, what's your salary? You know, things like that. Those kind of qualifying questions that really help the salespeople or help you to upsell in the checkout process. Let me show you. When you do this, you can actually control the quantity. So if I want to increase the number of leads that I have, this is what I do. I reduce the number of form fields on that first page as much as possible. Okay? You move all the qualifying form fields to the second page. Okay? You can do this with optional and required. You can have just the absolutely bare minimal required and everything else can be optional. That's how you get the greatest quantity. The output is you're going to get more leads. So if sales comes to you and they're saying they're, comp- you know, they're, they're, they're talking about how we're not getting enough leads, this is a way that you can crank up the number of leads you're getting. Yeah, the quality is going to go down. They're going to get more leads. Uh, in most cases, it'll go down. There, there's some exceptions. But the quality will go down, but the quantity will go up. And then when sales come, you say, okay, 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 we're overloaded with leads. We have enough leads. So get us as much high-quality leads as possible. Then you just turn the dial the other way. You begin then just adding form fields back to the first page. You can add as many as you want, and you can test this. You can add one form field and see how it impacts. You can add another form field and see how it impacts. You can do it, again, with required or optional form fields. You can, make, you can begin to add more and more required form fields. This is what you can do. This is the two-dial method. Let me show you a test where we did this. This is a classic experiment. We were working with a partner who had an email capture process that was offering downloadable reports in exchange for some of their information. The goal was to increase the number of form submissions. Here's the original. They clicked this button right here, and they're taken to this really long, lengthy form page. It's a full page of information. All the Information that is needed is asked in one step. This is the original. We took it and we broke it out into two steps. 
in order to figure out where that sweet spot was. Check this out. So then when they now so now in the treatment when they click the button, they're taken to a page that simply asks for the name and the email. When they submit the name and the email, then they're taken to the second step. And here's a little side note, okay? If they don't fill out that second step, you have their name and email. You could do basket recovery if you're in the shopping cart process. You can you can reach out to them and nurture them to try to get some of that information. You you have just the bare necessity to begin nurturing them. And even the marketer can do this. It's not just the salespeople. But check this out. So there's the before and after. Control step one, all the information at once. The treatment broken into two steps. We saw a 48% increase in total leads. Okay? So the way this chart, what this chart is showing is that in the control, we didn't have a stage one. We just had a stage two. We just had all the information. So we didn't get any leads in stage one. We just got the total number of leads in stage two. But in the treatment, we captured 77 more lower quality leads while maintaining the state, pretty much the stage two level number of leads. So we increased the overall number of leads and we're able to take the sales and say, hey, look, here are the high quality leads and here are some other leads that were interested that didn't fill out all the information that you can work with, that you can, you can begin nurturing. I want to end with one experiment, okay? Time is pressed and hopefully we can get to your pages. I want to end with one experiment. And, and, and this is a really cool experiment. And John, I want to invite John up real quick. John, give us a little bit of the background on this experiment, okay? So, yeah, great. So uh, let's go ahead and pull up the page. So we've got a large media company, and they're really trying to – actually, they've just, they don't have enough salespeople for the number of leads. They're trying to find a way to re, you know, smart allocation of resources. And they are collecting leads through a primary form. So we wanted to ask the question, is there a way to get higher quality and quantity Wait. at the same okay. time? So he, he, he's trying to figure out that sweet spot where you get not just quality, but you get quantity as well. Right. So if, if you take a look at the control. So here's the uh, top of the page. And let's, let's look at the bottom of the page as well. What you've got is just a very typical form. And we looked at the form from the mind of the visitor and asked ourselves, what are the kind of things about this form that are, I guess, turning me off in terms of the conversation that I could expect? And is there any pieces of information that sales could use that would actually help them identify them more quickly as a priority lead? Yes. Because, you know... If you're in B2B, you know, you've probably got SQLs, you've probably got ops, you've got all of these different stages, and there are specific requirements in order to get to each stage. So we looked at the form in those two perspectives, and this is what we produced, a treatment. And we didn't really do much, but I want you to look carefully. We increased the total number of fields by four, and they were all optional. We added copy, and we explained exactly the kind of conversation that they should expect and that it's not just a conversation that it's to really help them and to save them time. We added a testimonial, you know, typical credibility indicators, and we grouped the form fields visually, and we infused the value into the call to action. So th they're not just uh, – there's a lot of things going on here, and this is like a really good example for the audience to see. If you want to go and, and, and model some of these things, look at some of the things they're doing on this page. These are some, if you're not doing this with your form fields, you're potentially leaving revenue on the table, even in shopping cart processes. 
Okay? Make sure you're expressing your value throughout. The, make sure you're justifying the form fields. Even the button needs to state some value. So I'm just sorry. I just didn't mean, didn't mean to interrupt you. I just wanted to, to point that out to the audience. So, th- so there's the top. Right. And I guess, again, the whole premise of the treatment is by setting up the treatment in a way that helps them anticipate a better conversation, a more productive conversation yes. for them in terms of their world, what would that mean um, in terms of the number of leads and the quality? And just to remind you, they added form fields to this process. They actually added form fields, which goes a bit counterintuitive when right. you're optimizing the yeah, process. It's very counterintuitive. So let's look at the results. Wow. I was shocked. Um, it's doable. Uh, it's you just got to really position yourself in the mind of the visitor. Uh, 109%, and it was statistically significant. Um, the funny thing about this is be, they had such a complicated um, system for processing leads that this was the justification for them to look into how do we integrate more form fields into that process so that the salespeople can use them to actually you know bring them to those higher statuses. Excellent. Excellent. John, stay up here. We're going to sure. hopefully, okay, so, so we're done with the content at this point. Let me just review some of the key points. First, cost doesn't just exist where monetary transaction exists. There are two factors that impact the, the cost, the amount, the nature. And this might be one of the more valuable things that we taught on this web content, that you as the marketer can control the quantity and quality. You can control using optional or required form fills or using the two-page method, the two-page dial method. What I want to do now is I actually want to, we have five minutes left. What I want to do is I want to pull up some of your pages with John here. And I, w- I want to get him to just kind of off the cuff, just off the cuff, just share some of his comments on what he would do to improve the pages, okay? And, and, and honestly, we want to get you guys involved too, okay? All right, so, okay, this was put into my deck here. All right, so Optimization Summit's coming up. I uh, just want to make you aware of that. If you like this training and you want to learn more about optimizing form fields or optimizing your entire conversion process, check that out. Okay. Oh, there's the URL. All right, let's jump straight into LiveOp, okay? So here's the first page. It's Cox Media Group. The target audience is businesses who want to advertise their product services in metro Atlanta. And their primary traffic source, the channel that's coming in, is PPC and organic. Uh, Luke, can we go ahead and pull it up on the screen? We can see it better. Show the audience the full page. All right, so hopefully you can see on the screen right now the page, okay? What I want to do before I release John on this page, okay? I want, based on what you've heard today, Okay, based on some of the key, let's just say all we're going to try to do here is increase conversion. What would you do to improve the conversion of this page? Give me your feedback. I see stuff coming in. Communication and bullets, no good. That's from Christian. Better value prop. We need more value proposition. Value prop, okay. All right. Anyone else? Any other comments we have? What what would you do to improve this page? Capture the contact information first. Change the title to a drop-down. Headline. Question is confusing. Looks like the nav menu is not a form. Tabs are a little confusing. Okay. Okay. This is good feedback. All right. John, if you were looking at this page, okay, and I I were to say, what are the top three things you would do to improve the performance of the page, what would you do? Uh, The first thing is is I would just the form collection process. Um, my eyes brought immediately to the blue, and I completely passed the headline and subheadline. So the context for which it's, it's setting up everything is lost. So I would fix that just collection process in general. Second thing is the headline. You're requesting a custom ad plan. How exciting is that? But imagine you just change that one word, generate. 
all of a sudden you expect that there's something different that you're going to get that some salesperson couldn't necessarily provide you, almost as if there's... So think about your headline and then also finally a subheadline to explain exactly what comes with that. Because, you know, these are people, they have objectives, they're short on time, they want to know what they're going to get by doing this. There's just not a lot of value. So yes. headline, better headline, test changing that word, subheadline, explain what they're going to get, and then I, I would tweak that whole form, that whole information collection process. There's just something wrong with it, the border, everything. It's just... One of the things I want to say, I totally agree with you. One of the things I want to say is, you know, you're, you're having people move through a conversion process. It's likely they came to this page from a pay-per-click ad. They're, they, so they're landing on this page, and when they land on this page, you have virtually seven seconds to answer the question, where the heck am I? Where am I? Where have I landed? And, 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 and a lot of the comments we're getting back from the students as well as from John is that when you hit this page... It's, it's hard to know where you are at all. It's very right. confusing. It doesn't look like a form-filled page. And if I'm coming in from a PPC ad, you're assuming that the PPC ad sold me. Right. You're assuming that the PPC ad has me hooked and, and I'm ready to fill out this form or go through this process. Right. There's, a, there's a lack of value proposition here. What you need to do is, if you can, adjust the headline to express the main value that you're going to get. I'm just kind of recap what you're saying, John. And then immediately, if there's any way to visualize what value you're giving them, add some commentary, add some, some bullet points to this form field to actually express the value. That will give them a reason to fill it out. That will motivate them. Um, those are just some thoughts. Let's look at one more page. Okay. We're almost done, okay? We'll look at one more page, and then we'll be out. Let's go ahead and take us to the next page, Luke. Good, good thoughts, guys. Good thoughts. Let's help one more group out. This is from Dell, a, uh, a pasture, uh, B2C customers looking for server backup solutions, okay? And the traffic starts people coming from SEO and from organic banner ads. So uh, this time I'm just going to go straight to John, okay? We don't have that much time left. So John, what would you do to improve this page? Typical page right here. Let's just start with the form. Free trial for a very complicated product. I can download that probably somewhere, but one thing that I can't get anywhere else but here is like an access key get your access key. Then all of a sudden the information you get is going to be real, not just fake information to get the download. So if that affects your call to action, that affects your header for the form area. Um, if I were looking at the page in the conversation, I missed the headline, subheadline. I completely missed those by banner blindness, by the design. So I'm already missing two critical points to help me understand where I'm at, what I can get, and why. And then just even the amount of information presented doesn't, it just, it seems like there's more cost than there is value. And that's assuming that they're coming straight in from, looks like SEO, um, some organic keywords, some banner ads. So there's not a lot of explanation coming in. This requires a whole lot from them uh, coming in. Uh, so you're going to have to do something about that. So headline, subheadline, I miss it. The main copy, there's just not, it doesn't appear like there's enough body. And then just the form itself, anybody could probably download that anywhere, but they can't get an access key anywhere. Yes. Yes, yes. Uh, that's excellent advice. If you get to go back and test any of this, we'd love to see it. We, we put some of our analysts reviewing some of the pages, reviewing your test results. Let me just say this, just to let it sink in one last time. If you wanted to test your way and to figure out exactly how many required form fields you are going to have on that form process, you split it up into right. a two-dial method. Mm -hmm. You can reduce the number of required fields, make them more optional, and you can see, you can control the quantity and the quality. You can break it out into two steps, 
or you can play with the number of required fields versus the number of optional fields. That's how you would do it. Uh, because right now, what I'm, lo- I'm looking at that form and everything's required. It's rather intimidating. Right. Okay. And maybe that's that, maybe that's required from the business objective, but you can play with that. You can figure that out. You have the power as the marketer to do that. All right. Well, that closes our clinic for today. I hope you found it very valuable. I do want to say this. We do a lot of research at Mech Labs. We're constantly testing. We're looking for companies and organizations to test with, okay? If you, found, if, if you, if you have questions about your own form fields, about your own conversion processes that you've always wanted to know, you've always wanted to test, come jump with us. Come, come fill out this form whenever you're... Uh, closing what will happen is you'll close the webinar there'll be a page that pops up and ask you a bunch of questions just check that one button we'd love to reach out to you we'd love to partner with you in terms of a research project and answer some of the key questions that you have we have some questions that we want to ask we're always looking for people to test kind of cool exciting new things finally thank you so much for taking time out of your day we know that it cost you it wasn't free so thank you if you found the content valuable we ask you only one thing Share it with a friend. Tell someone else. Um, let, let, let the world know what, what value you found on the Marketing Experience Web Clinics. And with that, thank you very much. Thank you, John. Thanks, Luke. Thanks, Dennis. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, everyone else behind the scenes that have helped pull this together. Uh, we'll see you back here in two weeks. Thank you for listening to this recording of a Marketing Experiments Live Web Clinic. You can sign up to receive invites to future live web clinics, as well as receive access to $10 million worth of Internet marketing research at marketingexperiments.com.